Let's face it, living takes guts, and living a full life takes a lot of guts. Igniting Courage podcast is the place you can come to get a blast of courage from real people who are clawing their way through life just like you are. We're going to talk about big courage and also little daily courage. You'll hear people's opinions on how to build courage and how to summon it when you would rather join the circus and never be heard from again. So welcome. I'm glad you had the guts to show up for this conversation. Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us at Igniting Courage podcast. I'm excited to bring this interview with my friend Jenna Van Lu. She has been hosting exchange students for a while, and you know me, I'm always encouraging people to get out in the world, meet new people, learn new perspectives, and somebody bringing some young person from another country into their home to live with them, I thought took a lot of courage. And I thought that this would be a phenomenal perspective for people to hear from a host parent. And I know that the kids find foreign exchange experiences so positive and it's host parents that are willing to let these kids into their homes that make it possible and that make their experiences a real life changer and a world shrinker, which I think is such an important thing these days. So I was excited to have Jenna on to share her perspective of letting go of control and letting a bunch of random teenagers from other countries move into her house. So I hope you'll enjoy this awesome podcast. Thanks for joining us. All right. Well, hey, Jenna, how are you today? Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm good. How are you? Good. So talking about courage here, what does courage mean to you just in general? I think courage to me would mean having the courage or strength to do something that makes you uncomfortable and be okay with letting go of everything that you are used to being as a person. Mm. So how has this played a role in your life? So, uh, funny story, I'm a millennial who lived at home with my parents until I was 25, which was thanks mom and dad. Um, So I lived at home until I got married at 25 and then I had to move out because when you're married, you don't live with your parents, (laughs) (laughs) apparently. So I had to um, cohabitate with my then husband who I had never lived with anybody before and I learned that... I am quite neurotic, and (laughs) um, I didn't realize that I had the mentality of everything that I had to do, or that I did, was the correct way, and everyone else is wrong. I didn't know that that was an issue, but apparently it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, I had to learn to live with somebody who has been independently living on their own since they were 15, 16 years old, and I was a sheltered little youngest child baby who had all the luxury of mom and dad for whatever I needed. So that was um, exciting, I guess would be a word. (laughs) And I ended up two years ago, we decided to host foreign exchange students from China. And I thought, okay, this is it. This is really going to help me figure out how to just kind of let go and that like every even though I'm total Virgo and OCD you know everything has its place maybe I'll be able to overcome that by having teenagers in my home and teenagers from a completely different culture so so now wait a minute before you took on the foreign exchange students how long were you and your husband living together I would say three or four years okay and how long did it take you to kind of let go ease up (laughs) Or did you? Three to four years. <laughs> um, kind of still working on it, but 
yeah, a while. It's I, I'm very strong-headed and strong-willed, so it's definitely a work in progress at this point. All right. So you say you're going to host exchange students. What happened then? So um, they came, and I was really excited. I thought it would be, you know, easy. <laughs> I thought it would be pretty, you know, I mean, I figured they're 17, you know, whatever, it's fine. So, you know, pick them up from the airport, and they're not really talking to you. Like, they weren't very excited, and I don't know if it's just me. Like, I didn't really know how to start, like, what what all English do they know? Or, like, how confident are they, or how nervous are they? And, and I'm nervous, like, can they tell? We had one at first, and then the other one came about a week later. And, you know, he just really stayed holed up in his room, and we didn't really see him a whole lot. He'd come down if he needed a ride somewhere, but... You know, I, I just was like, well, he's kind of acclimating and I'll just, you know, let him get used to everything. And I guess he's not in your stuff, too, if he's all up in his room. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> true. It's true. But they did get more comfortable over time. And <laughs> I started noticing it when, you know, I'd go down because they have their separate bathroom and the bathroom was just flooded, like with water everywhere. There's just water all over the place. And I have a panic attack thinking, this is it. I What did I do? It's been three weeks, you know, and I have all school year to have to, like, deal with this. And it, we found out they were showering with the door open and their shoes on. And so they're just, like, kicking water everywhere. So, like, the basement was trashed. And then when they cook, they'd cook with oil and on high. And, I mean, there's oil everywhere in my kitchen. I couldn't even tell you. There's oil places that I still find to this day. <laughs> and I didn't really know how to handle it. They're just messy teenage boys but that didn't really understand the culture or the reason you'd explain it to him like over and over and over again. Here's why you can't do this. This is what it's doing. And it was a huge learning curve and, and it was very exciting. Did you ever think of sending him back or, or getting him I, home? I did think about that. There were days. I honestly, it took about six months to get used to it and to where we finally got into a groove now, me never having been a parent um, and being young, you know, if I was 30, 31 at the time that I did this and I had never had kids and I so I didn't feel like an adult and I didn't really feel like an authority figure and I had to kind of just grow into it. I mean, you're it's just like, hurry up. Like, here we go. There's kids and they're looking for somebody to tell them what to do and you can't be their friend. You have to be their parent because they don't need friends like they have them. So it um, it took about six months, and it was constant, just like harping on him. You know, like we have to go to school today. You can't. You need to stop skipping school. You can't get F's in classes. You can't not come home. You know, for hours. And <laughs> and I bet that took a lot of courage. It took a lot of courage. I felt it. I you know, and that's the thing is that it was hard every day, and it was hard every day. They were great kids, super funny. We had a lot of great moments, but it was a struggle in the beginning and when it was done and the year came to the end and I was really sad to see him go because you form these connections with these kids and I was like oh, I wish I would have just kind of like let go and just absorbed the process earlier on because I think everybody would have been happy in the house but I was fighting it and I didn't I wanted things to always be how I wanted them and so it was really difficult to kind of get into that groove and then I, everyone kept asking me, are you going to do it again? And I said, I'm going to take a year off and just kind of enjoy my, my house. You know, I had gone through a divorce in that year and 
I was kind of figuring some stuff out, so I, I wasn't going to take on more exchange students until October this year rolled around. And my friend who heads the program called me and said she's got two kids in different homes and they need somewhere to go. They're not doing well in school. They're not getting along with their families. Can you take them? And I just laughed and said, what am I, the aisle of, like, misfit toys? Like, <laughs> what is this? And I said, I'm, I'm their last hope. God save these children. <laughs> you know? Like, me? Okay, here we go again. So I said, sure. And I got them and picked them up. And it's been so much easier this time around because you're able to, you know what they need at this point. And so... The rules were very clearly set in the beginning, but also I'm very much eased up on my expectations of how they need to act, which by doing so, they've just been, it's so much easier. Their grades have improved. They were on the verge of possibly being sent home after the semester, and now they're staying the whole year. So the kids are doing very well, and I'm not so awful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that's awesome that you were able to sort of take that, that learning. So how do you think that courage that you developed with that first year and when they left and feeling bad and wishing you'd let go and something, how do you think that's translated into other areas of life? Obviously, it's working for the better with your foreign exchange students now, but how else has it affected you? It's honestly just made me a lot more relaxed as a person, and I'm um, easier to just go with the flow with things, which before I, I was always very controlling, um, very, I couldn't go on vacation and, and just wing it I, or do anything. I can't wing anything, you know, like I still use GPS to get around Traverse City. I've lived here for like five, six years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't like not knowing anything. So, um, it, it has helped me to, to calm down and to be more open and, and honestly to really care more about other people's stories and like their life journey, which it was something that I, I was like very self-involved. So to be able to learn about another culture and these kids and how they're growing up and like their lifestyles in China are so much different. It makes me really in tune to other people that I meet around me. And I, I'm listening more than I'm talking, um, she says on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's it. I, I'm just very much more relaxed and I care more about people. This listening to people and all that, how has that changed you? How has that changed your quality of life? I think it's made it honestly just 10 times better. I'm more empathetic. Um, I think I feel more patient, um, which was never a strong suit with me. It also makes me want to experience more in life by listening to all these people and their stories and learning their background and what they do. You start to be like, oh, I'm kind of boring because I've just been living in this little like sheltered shell my whole life and well, let's go jump off buildings or like, let's go, you know, plan a vacation and not have an itinerary. Oh, well, I'm not there yet, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, let's not get crazy. Let's so not you get did too just wild. jump off a building this I, week. I did just jump off a building this week. Tell us was, about that. It was really scary. I um, went to Las Vegas for work and I learned a lot about work there, but in the off time... <laughs> My coworker. In case her boss is listening. In case anyone from my company is <laughs> listening, I, we went to the conference. Um, but my friend and coworker, Sky, we decided that we wanted to jump off the stratosphere. And I, like I, I have said before, I'm very, I don't like not being in control. So they, we go to the top and I'm very adamant that Sky needs to go first and she's going to jump and then I will join her at the bottom later 
and they wouldn't let me go second because I was so scared and they had to uh, <laughs> make me go first and they strap me and when they strap you in you're getting hooked up to the cables out on the ledge of the stratosphere so you're out and the winds going you know you're like 850 feet in the air and the winds just like rushing all around you and you're you're like are you am I strapped in they're like nope hold on to this handrail and just don't go anywhere and so that was terrifying and I get all hooked up they make they walk me out to the to the edge I have this standing fear of heights I hate just standing somewhere and looking down and then I said well can you push me and they said legally we cannot and I <laughs> then I know I have to let go of all this control and just fall and dive and just accept it embrace it and they said, all right, Jenna, three, two, one, countdown, you're going to go. And I said, no, I, I can't do a countdown. I don't like it with shots. I don't like it with anything. And they said, all right, then just go. And so I just let go and just fell off the building. And once I stepped off the ledge, I was completely fine. And I felt good and I was excited and it was I felt safe, even though I'm plummeting to the earth. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt good. I was really happy. I felt super accomplished and brave. And I landed, and I was just, like, so filled with adrenaline, and I just wanted to go back up and do it again. But, like, fly off the building, like, just pounce right off. That'll be for another trip. Do you think you would have done that three years ago? (laughs) No, I don't. Oh, well, I don't know, because I'm kind of um, a sucker that I will do anything for a story. (laughs) (laughs) So, while I say no, I think I would have maybe done it, but probably would have taken me about 45 minutes to let go. Or if... I may have backed out, I don't know. Or I probably closed my eyes the whole time. Since you were so controlling about how you liked your house and everything like that, what made you decide to get foreign exchange students in the first place? Well, I was at um, my friend's house. She was having a get-together. And she had all these, you know, it was an adult party, so there's all these adults that, you know, you can network and mingle with. And one of her friends was talking to me about how he hosts foreign exchange students every year through TCAPs. And I said, oh, that's interesting. He said, yeah, this year we had four. And like so much that they, they've done it for so long and four kids is a lot. Plus they have their own children. So they ended up like building an addition onto their house. The kids had their own bathroom and like Wi-Fi, their own Wi-Fi. And it was just crazy. And, and I said, wow, what's that like? And he said, oh, it's really interesting. Like you actually get to learn a lot about them. And I thought, oh, I think I'd like to learn Chinese. So maybe I should do it. Or, you know, I didn't know where they were coming from, but the, his were from China. I was married at the time and I told my husband I wanted to do this. And he told me that he thought I was a bit crazy. And I said, well, okay, but let's just sign up. I mean, what are the chances that they're going to pick me? Because we're young and we don't have kids and like would they even want to the kids to go in a house when the parents don't have kids you know and we got picked (laughs) (laughs) and then I said I guess this is it we're really doing it so it that just you know when you're having some wine at a party and someone brings it up and it sounds like a great idea and so you just go online and sign up and then you have to commit to your choices that you make the night before (laughs) that happened to me with the 50 mile race is that how you got dragged into a 50 yeah, mile race? Yeah, though it was like six or eight months later that I actually ran the race. So there was a lot of time to back out, but you know. <laughs> Going out on your own, I mean, having divorce is not easy either. Not Mm-mm. comfortable. Not, how did courage play a role there in that decision and that 
That was honestly one of the hardest decisions I had to make. Um, we, you know, I moved in with him right after we got married and we owned a business. And so I was unhappy for a while. A restaurant, a too, restaurant which requires 24-7. That we had to work in. He worked a lot more than I did, I think, but um, still it's very draining. We We did this, but because we own this business, I mean, that's it. We didn't get paid. You know, we didn't have paychecks or anything, so... I relied on him for everything. And I we, I knew we were unhappy. I think the restaurant played a big role in that, actually. But um, I started looking for a job. And I got the job just shortly before I got the kids. So I knew I wanted to save up and budget to see if I could afford living on my own without having to sell my house. And once I kind of figured out that I could do it, I had to just sit down and have a conversation and be like, listen, this isn't working out. I'm sorry. I know we have kids now (laughs) but uh we need to cut ties so um yeah we ended up it was one of the scariest things I had this is my first time living on my own and it's kind of awesome actually I don't know if I could go back now because it's just so fun but it you do you have to just build up I mean it, it took me two years to be able to even utter the words you know like I don't want this I wanna like this isn't we're not happy you know and I'm not happy and I wanna be so it takes a lot to be able to get to that point, but it's one of the best things I've done. I'm very grateful for the relationship, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we hope it won't. We don't get married for right. it to end, but exactly. having done it myself, I understand. So if you had to give advice to somebody who's been in a comfortable situation their whole life, who's been and is uncomfortable getting outside of that thing that they know, or letting go of that control. What what advice would you have on that courage and dealing with that discomfort? I would just say to let go. Just let go and just have faith that everything's going to work out. I've been really fortunate in my life where um, everything's just always worked out. And I don't think it's coincidental. I think it's just your attitude. Like, you just have to have complete trust in the process. So regardless of what it is, if you're, you know, afraid to take a first step in weight loss or a new job or moving out or getting divorced or getting married, you know, if you don't want to take the plunge because you're nervous. um, I just say, like, listen to what your gut tells you. And if you have a lot of conflicting thoughts, realize that it could just be in your head and and you're just talking yourself out of it. So just you really just need to let go and just trust the process and what's the worst that's going to happen. Like, I think that for the most part, people have somebody in their life that can help them get back on their feet if worst case scenario happened. Um, if not, then that you just have to figure it out for yourself. But no, it's amazing what we can figure out when we when are put in to. a situation where we're like, all right, I got to figure this out. Yeah, yeah, you will eventually. I mean, you you just have to. <laughs> so it's it's fight or flight. So I think that if yeah, no matter what you're afraid to do, just try it and just take the dive because usually it's not as scary after you leap. That first step off the building. First step off the building. (laughs) Hope that harness is on tight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jenna, thank you so much. This has been awesome. And I love your perspective and that you got out of the zone. Because if you are, and I'm going to link Jenna's Facebook on here because her stories about her exchange students are hilarious. So if you get a chance to go peek on there. I do have a good one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, hit it. Hit it. This is the funniest one I've, I've ever posted that everyone always comments on. And they'll just wrap this up with this. Last year, Sean, my exchange student, wanted to cook me dinner. 
And I thought, that's really nice. So I let him. And even though I knew it was a big mess to clean up after. And he cooks this huge dinner and lays it all out. I thought it was so nice. And then we get all done and I walk over. And on top of the microwave, there's this tray of these small potatoes. And I said, Sean, what, what is this? Like, it's just sitting here. Like, you didn't cook this. And he goes, oh, I don't, I don't know what those are. I said, what do you mean you don't know what they are? They're potatoes. If you didn't know why, what they were, why did you buy them? And he goes, because I thought they were cute. <laughs> he, just, he just put them out, like, for decoration <laughs> in a tin on the microwave. Had no intention to cook them. Didn't even know what they were. But they were cute, so he bought them. <laughs> and then I said, that's how I'm going to live my life. If it's cute, I'll do it. I'll get it. Whatever. I love it. That's awesome. Well, and, and just, you know, so unabashedly, like, they yeah. were cute. I like them. Yeah, just and, very matter of fact. Aw. Mm-hmm. That's delightful. It is delightful. Well, Jenna, thank you so much. Thank you, Anna. You're a rock star. Thank you. <laughs>